Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. The Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast Survivor News Edition, Episode Two Thirty Four. Who said Felicia? I serve as your humble and also oh gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always with our Survivor News, you can watch this audio podcast on video. Just head over to YouTube, type in Bryce Isaiah, subscribe to that YouTube channel, give the video a thumbs up, and let us know in the comments what you think. We are back this week covering Survivor Season 44, Episode 4. Your baby boys are back. We are joined by Wendell Holland, the winner of Survivor Season 36, Jack Atkins from Netflix The Circle Season 2, and your baby boy of them all, me, Bryce Isaiah. Such a great episode to unpack. I got a lot of thoughts. So much happened. X marked the spot. So listen, without further ado, let's get into this week's Survivor News. Survivor 
Survivor News. 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 Dot, dot, dot. Hello, 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 oh, 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 and we are back this week with your Survivor News. Let me give you a rundown of the panelists we have here. The sun might not be out in Philly, but the guns are most certainly out. We are joined by Wendeezy, the winner of Ghost Island and the first merge boot of Winners at War. Wendeezy, welcome back to the podcast. But before we even get your response, uh, you know. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. And if you're listening on the Purple Pants podcast, Wendell has on a cutout shirt with his <laughs> arms out. And when he did the little posing, like he has muscles, but it's very clear to see he does not have deodorant on. So I am wondering what the smell of that room is. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. I'll receive that. Bryce, I, uh, I was a little late to the gym today. So I came back and I had to jump right into pod mode. So here we are. And before we introduce our next guest, you know, the next guest uh, or the next host that we have is an immaculate, smart young man who has been on time for the this whole season. And if we were to have to do a spring break... I'm just saying it would not be the young man who I have the opportunity to introduce. He is a graduate of the University of Chicago. He just stayed up all last night writing a screenplay 25 pages in. He's got an audition coming up. You've seen him Come on Netflix on, The Circle. You may have seen him touch the floor so he know it is lava. Let's welcome back to the podcast, the Jack. And I just came from the gym too, but I put a uh, shirt on. Dang. Uh, you can't make, see it, but <laughs> there's some big gonna, muscles under here, man. Okay. Y'all gonna uh, make me get a shirt. Please and thank you. Uh Jack, welcome back to the podcast. Uh thank you, thank you. Thanks for I, gassing me up. You know, I always gas the baby boy up. I was watching or reading some jokes not jokes or so i don't know what came across my little screen when i was on lunch break yesterday and i was like oh my god i gotta call jack and i called jack five times but he didn't pick up because he was asleep but uh jack has an audition coming up and i was like oh, jack break a leg and i was asking jack but now i can ask wendell do you know why they say break a leg wendell no oh, okay not even a guess yeah they say it because if you think back to when people got their, um, when there weren't movies, right? And people mm -hmm. got their entertainment from going to plays. Mm -hmm. And that's, they didn't have this, this TV screen. They didn't have iPhones, you know? They didn't have... iPods? iPod. They didn't have any of that stuff, right? And all the way back then, your only form of entertainment is theater and people would gather together they'd bring their family and friends they'd all enter this theater <laughs> i don't know man uh, i thought you was getting close you're getting close well it is a theater reference and most times people would say break a leg because if you were to break a leg your leg will go in what a cast which and means they they hold on the cast. Hey, 
I love it. I didn't know. Now, the other one that I seen that Jack immediately knew uh, that I'll just, you know, play along with you. Uh, do you know why they call sand sand? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you think way, way back, back. <laughs> before technology, all this stuff, we have, man. To, we have to go way back. Before we had a lot of technology and it was okay. just man in his. Mm. <laughs> Take me back. We're going to get an early whistle. <laughs> when it was just humanity okay. and the land. Okay. Oh. Okay. And you have the sun and you have the land and you have humanity. <laughs> and so when you close. combine. The I don't know if he's the like land, BSing you or stand oh! that is the close. land. Close. Jack, well, yes. I mean, Jack, fill him in. What, what is the, oh. sa- the sands between what? what no, the, the land and the what? And the directly. Sun. No, directly. The sand lies between the land and the, and the water. And which could also be called the what? Oh, that's also called the ocean. What? Which would also be called the sea. So if you there we go. the sea and the land, Jack, tell them. The sea, the sand. Hey. You have the sand. Okay. Let's go. That knowledge check was brought. Oh. Don't start today, Bryce. Hey, Bryce, what's your middle name? Isaiah. Oh. <laughs> was this supposed to be what, what meets Bryce and... <laughs> I was going to give you your full government name, and then I was like, uh, it's Isaiah. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Great Jack, episode this week. Yes. Jack, what is your middle name? Robert. Oh. Robert. My, my real name's not even Jack, so... I know, it's no John. Oh. I was going to say, no one could dox me, but... <laughs> Man, I'm too late. John yeah. Robert Atkins yes, Jr. Is it Jonathan? Because... No, it's, no just it's just John. John. Just John. Oh, John. Is there an H in there? So, okay. I yeah, there's an H in there. So, this is... um, Jack and I have had this discussion, but I guess I'll bring this into you, uh, Wendell. I don't understand the nickname that is derived from John, that how do you get Jack from John? You don't know that? Back in the day, before (laughs) all this technology. I think long and hard. Self-whistle. What are we getting from what? Like, I just don't understand, like, uh, like, people that are named, uh, Robert, they're called Bob. Jack, John's, they're called Jack. I don't understand those nicknames. Yeah, the the Jack one ain't a real one. Yes, no, there's is. a lot of there's a lot of people that they Most go by. Jacks the are named John. Okay, but what I, about- I, I could tell you why I've been I've been called Jack since before I was born because John's just a family name. But okay. I think I mean I think John F. Kennedy went by Jack, so that probably. Oh. Um, Increase the popularity. Bryce, uh, trivia question. Okay. What is the short for Isaac? Hayes. <laughs> Give me another guess. 
Isaiah. Give me another guess. A three-letter word. Ice. Getting closer because <laughs> you gave us a three-letter word. That's short and for ice. And you had two of the letters in it. I C E. Uh, <laughs> All right. Do you, John, do you know Jack? Right, John Robert. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Ike. Ike. I think right. Yeah. People uh, don't 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 nobody use that still though. Ike Turner. Okay. That how long ago was that? I got a buddy named Ike. Is his name Isaiah? <laughs> no, it's Isaac. Like oh. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. Okay. Enough of the trivia. We'll be back with more trivia. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, which, ooh, I got a lot to say. Uh, we're back with your Survivor News. And again, listen, if you have fun with the baby boys in L.A., listen, the baby boys are pulling up to Seattle. And listen, not in plain sight, not hiding, okay? Not an alligator, but the alligabla will be pulling up to Seattle with us with a host of amazing, amazing, amazing people. So we are going to be in Seattle next week. The Bryce and Wynn Tour 44 continues. The baby boy Jack will be there. Who else? Yo. We've got Josh from Big Brother Canada, the runner-up of season, I think it might have been nine or ten. Uh, we're else? excited to see him. Who else? We- We've got uh, we got some circle royalty. We got a uh, purple got pants Brian. posse turned the circle, and Brian will be there. Although I am low key more excited to see his fiance Amber because she is a member of the posse, so I can't wait to see the posse. Uh, and we've got Janine. Don't tell hi, but me and Janine are going to become BFFs, so don't tell hi. And we have just a number of amazing guests coming and some surprise guests. So listen, if you have not got your tickets to the Bryce and Win Seattle, baby, you need to come on out. And also, if you thought this trivia was just a random, you know, wow, Bryce doing trivia. Well, listen, uh, the location, which is the social, what's the name of it, Wendyzy? The Forum. The Forum. The House. Social House, uh, they are doing Survivor trivia for us. So listen, if uh, you uh, you know your Survivor, you uh, you better shape up, 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 because we need a I, I, idol. But listen, the tour doesn't stop there. Oh, Seattle, Seattle. Okay, the baby oh. boys are then hitting Atlanta, April fifth. We're going to be in Atlanta, April twelfth. We're going to be in the Pittsburgh, and we've got some amazing guests announced. Wendy, who we got? You know, the person that I'm most excited for mm. is a good brother. He said he might fly into town. Oh. And when I say he might fly into town, I'm not talking about he's catching a flight into town. Oh. I'm talking about he's going to drive to his airport, oh. get in his plane, oh. and he's going to fly his plane into town. Oh, the one and only Russell Swan said he is coming to Pittsburgh because that's his hometown and that's where he wants to be, even though he lives in Philly and he reps Philly. But, you know, he wants to go back to Pittsburgh. So he's going to be there with us. Yes. And as quiet as it's kept, he might not be a fan that's only or an only fans might be my baby daddy. Okay, we might be shooting some content in Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Who are you talking about? We're on the block is... 
I might lust after this man. But Ozzy is going to be in Atlanta and Pittsburgh. So listen. Wow. It's uh the tour 44 is off to a great stop. And listen, we're not done there. Okay. Boston, Philadelphia. Okay. Man, these posters are fire. Right. Boston, we will be back May 3rd. And Boston, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, I don't know what to tell you. But Boston turns on up. So we are super excited. And then Philly, May 10th, will be in Philly. And listen. Okay. I just got a call from a special guest. Mm. Okay. So the Purple Pants Posse, if you live in Philadelphia, I just got off the phone. Miss Barb will be in the building. Okay. What? So she will be in uh, Philly in May. So listen, we got so much going on. And then last, but certainly not least, okay? Because the 244, Bryson Wynn and Jackery on the 244, we are ending the season finale in Brooklyn, BK. I don't know if Lil' Kim is coming, but she is from Brooklyn. And listen... One day is just not enough. We are doing a two-day event. We are having a welcome party. And if you know karaoke, you know we know we know. So we are going to be at Bounce on May 23rd. And we will be at Barry Park in Brooklyn on May 24th. And if you were at the Bryson Wynn finale party in L.A., you know the vibes that it gives. And uh, BK. Okay. BK, stand up. Okay. The only thing I will add, Bryce. Okay. We've sold over 100 tickets for Brooklyn already. Oh. This is going to, the venue is gigantic. And what they're telling me is that it's an awesome venue. So we will be able to hold everybody. And I think we have some cool, uh, some cool installments, but we also have a lot of very cool, special, special, special guests coming in. For this occasion. So you don't want to miss our uh, our finale in Brooklyn. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, it is exciting and we can't wait. So listen, the Bryson Wentz 444 is off to an amazing start. Uh, the love has been so much appreciated and it's amazing. Uh, Toronto, LA, y'all kicked it off. Our pop-up party in Philly. But yeah, we will be going to a couple more cities. Okay, we got Seattle next week. We have Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Boston, Philadelphia, and we are ending in Brooklyn. Uh, So please make sure you pull up because uh, the Bryson Wynn tour is amazing. So we have an amazing episode for you guys this week. And so, you know, I felt like, you know, you see Wendell and I right now, but who's going to be the moderator is the question. It's only oh. <laughs> by gosh darn Wi-Fi, but I'm Dang. back. I was back so excited. Was Sorry so about excited. that, guys. No worries. We I was teeing you up uh, for the moderator of this week for showing up being on time, and being much appreciated. <laughs> I thought you kicked him off and wanted me to be the moderator, okay? Three big one, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what we got for this episode, Jackery? Yeah, so this episode, a lot of stuff goes down, but we kick it off. We're at the Soka camp post-tribal, and we see a little bit of Josh talking about how he feels like he's in a good position in between two duos, but then we also jump to, you know, the, 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 other, the other two duos together on the beach, Danny, Heidi. Franny and Matt 
talking about how ideally they just want to stick together, go into the merge with their two strong duos as an alliance and take out Josh if given the chance. Um, what, did you, what do you guys think about this dynamic on Soka? Obviously, Claire just went out. What's, what's the status over on Soka? Uh, you know, I was not happy for it because, you know, I walked so that a Josh could fly and I love Josh and I was excited to, first of all, we haven't been getting much confessionals from Josh. Uh, last episode, we kind of sort of got one of his first and only confessionals of the season. And again, I already see they're painting Josh like I'm comfortable. I'm good. He's in the water. And immediately we go and see, uh, Maddie and Fran and Heidi and Danny basically saying that they want to take out Josh. And I'm just like, why? Um, however, I really do feel like with this season, they love to like give us pieces of edits and not show us the whole thing. I really don't think that Franny is as with Danny as what we saw in this confessional. Because if we remember last episode, uh, Franny was with Claire or when Matt told Franny that he had the idol, Franny went into the confessionals and was like, he told the two worst people, Danny and Josh. So it just leads me to believe that I think front facing or, uh, whoa, <laughs> oh, face, oh. Or, you know, no, that, oh, oh. I, you're a freak. I, I just ahead, believe, freak of the week. I believe that Franny on surface level is with, Heidi and Danny. I just don't know how much Franny really trusts them. And I do wonder how much Josh was really on the block with them. Like, I mean, on the chopping block with them. So Bryce, hypothetically, had they, uh, had we not had this weird change up and had they gone to tribal, do you think that Josh would have been on the chopping block? I don't, I, I think Josh would have would have been on the chopping block. I also think Matt's name could have potentially come up, and I also think Danny's name could have potentially come up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will agree with you on the Josh edit. Like, he's it's been a very quiet edit, and then we get this where it doesn't look great for him, and, I'm, and I've had these high hopes for him this whole season. I'm like, all right, when are we going to, when's Josh going to break out and, you know, do his thing? Because he's this uh, super athletic, super intelligent guy. So I'm like, all right, it's going to happen. And it just, it's been like, Oh, Josh is over there doing his thing. Oh, you know, he doesn't talk to us. Yeah. Uh, but again, he's performs high in challenges and he's great. And of course, you know, James Jones, shout out to James Jones from season 43 and Philadelphia. Most times when, you know, I, I started my, uh, text side chats with the baby boy Xander during his season. And, you know, after every season, I always, you know, during the season, I tend to like text with people um, about the season. And, you know, after their season ends, it kind of sort of dies off. Didn't really happen with James Jones. James Jones is, um, <laughs> <laughs> he stayed talking to me. And he really feels like the fact that uh, Josh is so physically fit uh, on his tribe really paints a huge target on his back. And he really believes that, again, he he feels like, um, this is just a James Jones 
note is that he really feels like, you know, the bigger you are and the more that you stand out, the more you become a target. And when we look at uh, his tribe, you know, we have Matt, but he doesn't look as physical as a Josh. And we have Josh, uh, who is physically fit and amazing. Uh, then we have a Danny who is physically fit, but Danny is, you know, uh, three, two, and Josh is... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hey, Danny, I hope, hey, Danny, I hope you're a friend of the show and let's take a timestamp because you got to beat Bryce's behind when you see him for that. So, you know, I love my Danny. You, know? you did it real quick, too. Say that again. I, I requested a rejoin from my computer. Oh, oh, okay. Not too oh. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> now, who's going to be the moderator? Oh my god! Uh, Good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, so, I don't have any more issues, but I, I, it's a little easier on my computer. So, no worries. But yeah, so James just seems to think because uh, Josh is such a physical target that it makes it easy for him to be a threat. That's just the James Jones uh, theory. Okay. All right. Well, I will say that my theory in this season has been a lot of people's theories that. They haven't been targeting the physical threats these first few challenges. Yeah. X marks the Bryce. Jeez. Did you make that, Bryce? It's clear. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, for the listeners, Bryce has a the jankiest of X's out of what looks like it looks like Palm Sunday on your shoulder, bro. <laughs> Lint is upon us. Uh yeah, so we bounce over to Tika, aka Bryce's apartment, and we see two red sticks just kind of propped up on the birdcage, uh, and that leads Tika to sort of, you know, guessing what, what they're there for. Some people think, you know, this could be a clue. Some people think, like Carson says, that it must have been one of them that planted it, which I think is pretty reasonable because I don't think production's just putting sticks like that. Uh, but it turns out none other than Carolyn was the one who planted it to try to make it like a clue for the fake idol that she decided to hide. And lo and behold, uh, back at camp uh, near like the log next to the fire, Sarah finds this fake idol uh, and Carolyn's uh, Carolyn sees that someone took it. I don't know if Carolyn knows who took it. I don't know, but she sees that it's been found. So Carolyn's pretty happy with the way that her plan worked out. But what do you guys think of Carolyn's move with the X here? Obviously, she went a little bit of a different route with the fake idol that we saw in like Ratu and Soka, uh, but it did kind of work. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was executed well i mean maybe a little late in the game uh but i i am just so shocked at how the under the level of under now the word that i what i want to say i know is going to be wrong but the the under mm, <laughs> the under i want to say mustation but that's not a <laughs> word under mustation the, is that really a word? Yeah, the understation. Are you lying? Is that a word, Jack? No, that's a word. Jack? I can't even tell if it was messing with you or not. Because it sounds smart, okay? Yeah, tell, the, tell them about it. The under Can you use word. it a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Wait. I'm adding it immediately. Undermization. Language the, origin. The under the undermization that they <laughs> give to Carolyn is like all if I didn't love them so much, it's almost like the way they underestimate her. Yes. Undermazize. <laughs> Undermazize. <laughs> The way they under Carolyn Mazai's her underestimate underestimate the uh, the level of underestimation of Carolyn is just like baffling to me. It's like you know Carson and you know I love my baby with Carson. They're like somebody must love it, and then it's like they don't even you know. And mind you, Carolyn don't even have to do nothing. Carolyn was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it looks. Fake, and she's not even a suspect. And you got Jam Jam like, wait, what? What is going on? Like, you know, like it's just. (laughs) Go ahead. Not too much on my boy Jam Jam. No, I love Jam Jam. Jam Jam immediately is like, you know, Jam Jam don't play. So Jam Jam is literally like Sarah or Carson. It's never Carolyn. And so, like, again, I feel like. I don't think that Carolyn meant for the execution to go so well, but I mean, th- th- that was a perfectly played X if I ever saw one. Not only was what I think, I think it was a, a perfectly played X. Yes. I think it was a great idea. Um, Carol, <laughs> if you don't put that bootleg, <laughs> Carolyn is so quirky and so peculiar that it masks what could be seen as some pretty solid gameplay or something. And that can be an awesome strategy. If you can get to the end and, and explain that strategy of yours and the moves that you made. So watch out for Carolyn. And I, we, we will talk about her move later at tribal and how that could have been better. But I think this X move was well played and well thought out. Yeah, I'm still sort of like I like the way that she got the fake idol there out and like I like the fact that she hit it at camp because then you can sort of like have a better shot of seeing who finds it but I just think the X thing was like it's good TV but I don't really think it's a good move because if I'm if 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 I'm out there and I see the X on the birdcage I'm going to be like there's got to be no way that production this was production's clue was propping two sticks up in the cave. Like they would do something way more legit. And so then if I find the X and then find the idol, like obviously the idol has the real parchment and everything. So I'd probably still think it was an idol, but I I just, it would, it would raise the likelihood of me being like, okay, there's a chance this is fake. Cause like, why would the production leave two sticks in the sand? Like, if anything, they would do something else, you know. So they've done weirder, more simple bush league stuff, Jack. And I get, but I just you think find the the parchment and a real looking idol. Come on, Jack. Look, I mean, it, it worked, but I, I just think it it raises the chances of me thinking it's fake versus like if you just. I thought the, the like the place she hit it was really solid. So if I if I just find it there, then I feel like I'm just gonna think it's real for sure. But now with with all these like weird little rinky dink X's, right. I might be like, okay, this is kind of suspect. I mean, I was just waiting for Netflix Netflix to pull up because I'm like, wait, is this X on the beach? <laughs> 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 I was ready. 
I feel like there was once a time where they took a Sharpie marker and they drew an arrow on a canoe and wrote the word dig on it. And that's where the idol was. I think that was Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that was, I don't know. I just think that, I think there are much jankier ways of of um, hiding an idol. And I think that for Carolyn to do that, that was kind of, um, I think it was cool and I think it went off well. Yeah, I mean, it worked, worked out pretty well. And it was good TV, which I think, honestly, I could I could respect. Because if, if you're out there and you're also thinking about like, what's the most entertaining way I could do something strategically. I, I like that way of thinking from like a meta perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we cruise on over to the reward challenge. Uh, it's just, it's basically all about the slingshot in this challenge. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember if they were actually playing for any reward other than picking people for the journey, but I feel like they must've been playing for, for tarp. something for, for tarp. tarp. Yes. Okay. So they played for tarp. Um, and Carolyn struggled on the, the slingshot, which allowed, um, Soka to take first and then Ratu ends up taking second place. But the big, um, the, the, the most important, uh, element of this challenge was Soka then had the ability to choose people for a journey, which we haven't seen in a few episodes. Um, and so they choose Josh, Carson and Jamie to go on the journey uh, where they hike up this little summit uh, and they, they get to like talk and get to know each other and whatnot. And they all pick a different path, but ultimately all of their paths have the same result where they receive an idol. That's only good for the rest of the pre-merge. Uh, but they also have to draw, excuse me. They also have to draw a new sad Dr. Pepper. They also have to draw a new buff and switch tribes. Um, and just quickly, we see that um, Josh lands on Tika, Carson lands on Ratu, and Jamie ends up on Soka. What did you guys think about this whole journey and the twist before we get over to the actual new tribes? I thought the twist was great. Um, I thought the, what's the green tribe again? Is that uh, Soka? I thought like, if y'all want to get rid of Josh, is it actually smart for y'all to send him away more than like, more than likely we know we've seen survivor. You get some type of reward going away. So I, I immediately thought like, okay, they want to send him away to like give them a reason to target him but if he gets any type of reward he'll use it against you guys um but i loved this journey i thought was interesting was uh one of the things that it said on the journey was to be careful what you share i really thought at this moment production and a minds was like oh if we put that they might talk about the idols and maybe the fake the fact that there are multiple idols and one is a fake idol could come about. Uh, but I really loved this uh, this journey and I loved the swapping of the tribes because it's like, you know, Jeff says, the or the parchment said, the game has now changed. When did they say beware of what you share? Uh, I think the- like when it says at the bottom when it was like, you will now go on a journey, like be, be careful what you share. Uh, oh, like, and then you will like make a decision when you reach the top or something. Yep, got it, got it. Um, 
you guys' thoughts on them all just receiving an, an idol and nothing, uh, a limited idol and nothing more, nothing less? I love it because essentially it's like, one, it's like, you better play the idol if you go. And I, it, for me, it signifies that the merge is near. So it's like, you really won't have that much time to play the idol. Uh, however, you better keep that bad boy because it seems like fake idols are a thing. And you know, if <laughs> put a little X and plant <laughs> that idol and you'll be good. But uh, I, I love this. I do think um, there were a lot of people tweeting that they're just too many idols and just a lot of idol play going on. But I, I really have issues with that. I'm a little more like, I don't really know how to, exp- I don't even know exactly how I feel about it. Like, I don't think, I don't love it. Like, I, I don't, I don't like when idols just get handed out. Now, a pre-merge only idol, and you know, there's maybe from the t- from the moment they're at the, the journey, my guess is there might be two more, you know, vote outs, and then they merge at like 12, maybe three. And so, obviously, there's not that much time that they'd have to use it. Um, but given the fact that they're all switching tribes, each one of them, which I also don't love, I just think it's going to simplify like the decision trees. That's kind of a weird term. Like the, like the decision trees for these players, because essentially I think if I, if like, if I went on this journey and had to switch tribes and got this idol, I think not like, 19 times like 49 times out of 50 i'm playing it the first tribal i go to you know and so it just doesn't really provide a very interesting like strategy aspect for these players because i like the advantages and the twists that it's like okay if you play this well you could really like benefit your game but if you screw it up like it's gonna be detrimental and you have to play it right this feels very simple to play right and i i never really like like the one person switching tribe things because i think it's just like a weird little twist but it is that this is sort of interesting because you think on the surface that it's kind of a disadvantage to get switched over but i actually think it's a really big advantage because you're most likely as long as your tribe doesn't win like two or more of the remaining challenges which is probably only two or three then you could just play your idol once you're going to be guaranteed the merge and you're going to have connections with two thirds of the game as opposed to one third, which I think is a huge benefit going into the merge because it's like, I don't think you'd be a, a fast target if you connected with two, two different tribes. Um, and you can almost uh, be a swing type of player where it's like, all right, if things are going not so great for this side, maybe I'll just slide over to this side. Yeah. I also think that being an astute watcher of the last uh, four seasons, I think that it's really not about the person who goes on the journey. It's really about the decision. So if you think about the hourglass, right? And again, they sent Erica. Uh, us as viewers are like, bad decision uh, because you sent Erica because she was on the outs, even though you tried to make it seem like, oh, it's not like. So I always feel like, and especially in this new era, when you actually get to decide who can go you need to think long and hard about that, not just Whoa. discarding the person that you least go want to go with. I definitely think it needs to be someone of the inner circle because, again, I think the point of this experiment was to essentially the people that went on the journey, they're safe. 
You have an idol, play the idol. It's really like the people that stayed back and that are comfortable. The game has changed for one of y'all. One of y'all are going home. So again, I feel like it is a version of the hourglass uh, because it's like essentially the person that you're sending away is safe. And again, it's really about the people back at the camp. And so I really feel like for the Green Tribe, um, it really could affected them because uh, because if they wanted, to, they sent Josh thinking he'll come back and then they'll get rid of him. But now they would have, uh, who came back for the Green Tribe? It was uh, Jamie and she would have played Idol and then one of y'all would have went home. So I just, again, I think it's really about when you have the choice, especially in this new season, it's not about who you send. It's, it, I mean, it has everything to do with who you send. I really think what affects is the people that stay back in my Sorry for my shoddy internet. But. It's fine. Yeah, but how are you to know that that's the time when they're going to do something funky? Because they, because you, because you get to pick who is going. Okay. What were you saying, Bryce? It's all about the who you who you send. It's all. It's they need to pay more importance to who they're sending. Don't send somebody that's on the outs. True. I, what what you said about like right at the challenge where them sending Josh. I agree. That was I think a very underrated, but not a good move. It's like the one person you have a clear target on, you're giving them a chance to get something that helps you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't love the twist. I, I think it'll be interesting, like in this season to see how it works out, but I don't think it's great for like the actual gameplay, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it really, it weirdly, like you sort of, like hurt i don't know you take away like the play the players that are switching it's like you sort of take away their agency in the short term but in the long term it actually really benefits them i think and so it's just like it's kind of giving them an advantage without making them like play which isn't even their own fault because i think the natural reaction to being swapped is like survive play your idol which doesn't really take much like actual work as compared to like having to really strategize and then you get to the merge nine times out of 10 and then you're just in a great spot. And it's like, I don't know. It doesn't really feel super worth it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus can we talk matthew for a second uh because matthew was visibly pissed when jamie didn't come back matthew was like i spent so much time working on this relationship with jamie <laughs> And then he gets Carson and he's like, I have to spend time on Carson. And mind you, I love Carson, but I feel like, and first of all, Matthew is a pleasure to watch. I just, he a pleasure to watch. Um, I also was dying when Matthew went to go to the, the slingshot. It is Jeff is a shady person. Matthew took his arm out the slingshot, but he's still holding his arm like it's in like it's in the sling. I was like, Jeff. I just knew Matthew was gonna pop his arm back out of the out of the socket using that slingshot. But like, what was your thoughts on Matthew immediately pouncing on Carson, being like, listen, let me tell you something. I'm trusting you with this. She found the idol. Nobody like I, would that not be a red flag to you? Because you're sharing someone. <laughs> it's not you're not sharing your private info. You're sharing, you're just snitching on somebody else. So it's like that seems self-serving. Right. I don't know. I kind of like it though. Like <laughs> for me, it's now it doesn't have to for Matthew it doesn't have to be that complex I don't think because like Carson's new to the group and he he's kind of gonna you know if if you can give him some information and show him that you want to work with him he doesn't have that many options yet so it's like you know of course I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm down to to rock with you um but I for me I think in Survivor I will say like I always think that uh, it's really like a, a really effective way to build relationships is sharing intel that like doesn't actually matter that much if it makes sense if that makes sense right so like sharing that you saw someone else find an idol something that you haven't which is something that Matthew hasn't told anyone else I actually really like it because if I'm Carson I'm still going to be like okay well this is good intel for me he hasn't told anyone else that's a sign of trust obviously it doesn't really apply to Matthew but I think that's great because I think giving tidbits about things like for me when i when i've played like survivor with you guys and stuff it's always like i think it's really effective to like if you know something's gonna come out like some some rumor or something being the first person to go tell other people about it is like okay you're gonna find this out anyways but you're hearing it from me so that hopefully builds some trust or it's like oh did you hear what happened with like 
so-and-so you're giving information, but it doesn't impact your game. It just seems like you're giving intel. Did Matthew tell him that he found the idol or he just, he was like, I was there. He just said he was there. Yeah. Jamie found the idol. Which I also think is great because it's, he's slowly disseminating the information that Jamie has an idol, which is fake. And so he's, he's, it's kind of regardless of Carson's position, Matthew's kind of serving himself with it. And now is Matthew a little over eager in some of these moves? I, I think so. But he's still like got the right idea. And I think he's in a really good spot. No, for sure. I definitely think Matthew is planting the seeds uh, that will, uh, Jack, but I think Matthew planting the seeds. I I want to see what is going to grow of his harvest. Ooh, I like that. A screw just came out of my chair. So yo, Jack is having all the issues today and y'all really let him moderate. Like y'all really give him all of this light. But his whole internet doesn't work. His chair is falling apart. <laughs> like, we're good. We're good. We don't. You don't need every. You don't need every screw. No, his, his lights are gonna go out on him. Every like, it's all these storms in LA. Jeez. Ah, uh, I am. Not Y'all kidding. really don't want me moderating. It was Jack picking <laughs> up the chair. To rise today, it was Jack picking up the chair. Like you was just going to put the screw back. <laughs> Jack got a whole drill in his hand, and y'all still want him moderating. <laughs> I'm off screen. You just hear me like hammering. <laughs> <laughs> now, if if I do somehow fall out of my chair, I think it'll be great TV. So. Uh. That would be a great blooper. So, worst case, I'm committed. You see Jack in the back driving a tractor. <laughs> trying to fix I got like a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> and you That's your new nickname. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so with that, so we already sort of dove into the new um, dynamics at these new uh, tribes. But just to recap, and then we could spitball off it a little bit, like. So we get Josh on Tika. Here, let's 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 dive into this first. Yeah. Really so Josh is on Tika, the purple the purple squad, and uh, that's the only four person group as well. Uh, so now it's Josh, Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Sarah. Uh, and when Josh pulls up, sort of the first interaction is Sarah asking him, "Are you a surgeon?" And he says, "Nah, like I'm a I'm a personal trainer." <laughs> And then he also gives them like a timeline that they figure out makes like no sense. And then Sarah also mentions that she only knew this at because at one of the challenges, like the snake challenge, he they overheard him talking about how he needed like he's good with his hands, steady hands, which obviously indicates to me that Josh told his original group the truth. So I'm like, what? Why are you coming over and lying about? I don't like. Well, I think coming over lying is you don't clearly you're at the bottom of this group that you're at right now. So it's like, don't give them any more information. Uh, and again, being a surgeon, I would feel like is what, what you shaking your head at? No, I, Bryce. If, if, if I see you on the Island and I look you in the eye and say, Hey, are you a host of the purple pants podcast? And you say, uh, no, I'm actually, I just like jog. I, I'm a rut. I, 
See, I run so, a lot, and see, what I, I do is I go in the Wissahickon Trail and I run up the mountains, and that's how I make money. I think, nah. first of all, it caught it caught my son off guard. Okay, but again, it's like you. I think Josh is thinking again. In my opinion, I think in Josh is a black man, a gay black man, and a surgeon. Like uh, I just, I'm thinking that he's like. The second I get off the boat, like, let me dry my sneakers off. Not like, are you a surgeon? And again, in the game of Survivor, you think surgeon, you think money, you think you don't deserve, you don't need the million dollars. So I automatically would have been off guard. Off guard, yes. On guard. On guard, yes. Fair, but I got to agree with... So pointed. Yeah, I got to agree with Wendell. It's like, if someone asks you specifically, then they obviously, they're not just going to guess that by looking at you. And... Clearly, he told his original tribe, so it's like, even if he makes the merge, it's going to come out, and then all these people are going to know you lied to them, and for what? It's like, I, I, I get, in general, maybe lying about your job, you know, surgeon, you have to be smart, but if you already told your original squad, like, and then someone confronts you so directly, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like they were like, what do you do, Josh? And he told them, it's like, being like, are you a surgeon? And so... I, I, I think I get the logic you're coming from, Bryce, of being like, okay, new tribe, like you don't want to give them anything. But I got to say, I really think, you know, I think Josh pulled it together well in terms of like his idol play and winning over Carolyn. But I thought his general approach on this new Tika group was really bad. I want to, like, while we're talking about it, something that really stood out to me, it's a line he said at tribal, but it kind of applies to everything. He said, I went from a really good position at Soka to the bottom of Tika, which for me at tribal to say that sort of thing, I think is just the worst thing you could say, because not only are you saying that you were in a strong position at your original tribe, which he was, he actually maybe not, but like you're telling all these new people that you were like running your first tribe. And then you're also saying, Oh, I'm come in and I'm automatically at the bottom. Well, then they're going to know the rest of the Tika is going to think like, okay, well, he, he doesn't want to work with us. He wants to go back to Soka. He thinks, or he knows slash thinks he's at the bottom. And so he like, I, I just think that's the worst approach. I think you should be going over there saying like, kind of doing what Carson did being like, I was not in a great position. So I'm so glad to be here and sort of get a fresh start and really hopefully work with you guys instead of being so like unenthusiastic about it. I, so. I mean, yeah, but Carson got over to that tribe and Carson got a Matthew that was like, let me tell you everything I know. And Josh got over there and they was like, you a surgeon. Like, I, again, I just think, um, because first of all, you gotta I'm, fake it till you make it though. Do I you mean, think Bryce, do you think he was automatically otherized when he came for any? I, I think that him being a gay black man, and again, we have Jam Jam over there who is another uh, queer man of color. I just, Apparently, Carolyn's also LGBTQ. I don't want to make call out, but I, I read Right, but uh-huh. I just think that, again, when you are a, and I'm just only putting myself in Josh's shoes, when you are used to being otherized and you go over there and the first question is, what do you do in a game of Survivor? I just feel like he just kind of, went to a safe space to like deflect to, and again, I don't think that it was the best decision, um, yeah. but I also feel like, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to just ride with Josh Pierce. No, yeah. I think, I think what you're saying, like his logic makes like in the moment makes sense, but was it a good move? Probably, Probably not. not. No. And then I just um, loved how they just did the math and they were like, well, that's, he said yeah. he, he 34. 
Yeah. He that's eleven years. Jam Jam was like, that's the amount of time <laughs> it takes. For you to go through medical school. I was like, not too much on Jam Jam. No, we love Jam not Jam. Not too Jam. much. We love Jam Jam. I, we'll get to Jam Jam at the end, but I like, there is, there, I just will, my appreciation and love for Jam Jam will shoot. I'll just say it now. I love the, the power that Jam Jam wills, wills. Like, for instance, when they were on the, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just Team Jam Jam, uh, maybe I just, I love everybody queer, maybe, may but when they were on this net thing, right, and it was clear that uh, Tika was losing, and Brandon got up there with his little slingshot, and, you know, just, and after Carolyn got down, it was just the way that Jam Jam climbed up that, even though more than likely they were going to lose. But for me, it was just that moment when Jam Jam climbed up and rolled onto the net. Like, he just still was giving it his all, although it was night-night for them and that challenge. I don't know, but just spoke to me. I was like, he was just, he Jam Jam climbed up there and I was like, yes, I, he was ready to sling his shot. No, I mean I'm just saying like no. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like Jam Jam as well. Um, yeah, and then so we discussed Carson being on Raw two now with Matthew, and then we talked a little bit about Jamie being on Soka, but I mean my internet crashed, but I don't think we discussed. Um, Danny actually searches her bag to see if she pulled up with anything. Like, what? I kind of just this kind of brings up a a classic survivor conversation that I don't think we've really had. And so I want to know your guys' thoughts on like you personally, would you ever search a bag? What would the, what would the situation be to search the bag? Give me your, give me your thoughts on this situation and then bag searching in general. I know that it's taboo and survivor to search bags. People don't really look upon it. Uh, But again, I feel like it's fair game. And I also feel like, when you're on Survivor, you shouldn't keep your idols in your bag. But Danny, okay, now this was my issue with Danny. I can tell you for sure, she don't have an idol. She don't have a bag. Danny was like, pulled it out. It's... He just squeezed like hit it like he was like, nope. I I felt him really good. Like Danny, you sure. Danny, you gotta you you. You gotta shake them things. Danny just like touched it. I was like, what are you? I mean, I get it, and I know time is of essence. And also, I love Franny. Franny said, My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it, but I keep a lookout. Okay. I loved that position because if the tides were to change and like they got wind that like he went through her bag and gently touched everything, come on, Danny. Where your breath work at? Breathe in, <sighs> squeeze out. <laughs> but I just love the fact that Franny was like, I mean, I will watch out because if the ties were to turn and they were like, I can't believe Franny had full a possibility. <laughs> Say again. She had full a plausibility. <laughs> a plausibility. That. She ain't like want no parts of it. 
But yeah, I was just like, Danny, you got to squeeze. I think you just combined three words. <laughs> Jack, I, you I like it. The, uh, I was about to say, Jack, you lost the screw. So don't be coming at me. I'm my plausibility. <laughs> but I was just like, Danny, as much as we be breathing with you, okay, you doing backflips. Well, you don't need to do no backflip. Did you see the way Danny jumped on that, the rope? How many flips did he do he did, this episode? He did a somersault, cartwheel, and a handstand. <laughs> and the challenge didn't even start. And then we started watching, we watched the, the water challenge, and he dove in a couple times, right? I could. I was telling myself he's gonna do a flip into the water in the water challenge, and then he did it after they won or whatever. But yeah, Danny, you got to squeeze, baby. You got you. you if we breathing with Danny, you got to squeeze. You we got to squeeze with Danny. I mean, <laughs> I squeeze with Danny. Uh, oh. But no, you got to squeeze. You know, he just he was just he, he just gently touched it. Um, True. And she's like, yeah. she absolutely has nothing. But I also just love Matt's skepticism. Like, uh, that's not enough for me. In my opinion, she has one. And I really felt like I was like, oh, my God, Jack would like this approach because I really felt like Matt was coming from a mathematical standpoint. Like, I don't care if Danny lightly touched it and said she doesn't. I'm still going in with the thought that she has an idol. Yeah. And... Yeah, I agree. And he, Matt was also right in the sense that it's like, if I'm coming over to a new tribe, like, I'm, I'm going to keep the eye on suspect that they, they are going to search my bag. So I might be a little more sly with like hiding it or keeping it on me or whatever. But, um, and I might leave my bag so they can search it while I have that thing on me. Yeah. I mean, I might just lay in the, um, lay in the shelter so you could search me. <laughs> Low key too, like the that alliance of four of like Danny, Matt, Franny, and Heidi, like it it might not be the worst thing for a Matt to have them thinking that she doesn't have an idol because as soon as you guys know she has an idol, everyone starts to turn on themselves, and it's like there might be some some reason to like if you, if Danny's really confident that she doesn't have an idol and he's down to vote for Jamie then that puts the ball in your court because you could either go with that and then maybe Jamie will vote out like a Danny or you could take Danny's willingness to vote Jamie and then work with Franny to like flip the vote without him being expecting it. But as soon as he knows that Jamie has an idol, then they're all going to have to turn on themselves and that just makes it a lot harder to navigate. I also loved on that tribe, which we don't oftentimes get to see on Survivor, um, like, you know, when Wendell was on Winners at War and he got to be with Jeremy and like just their embrace to see Heidi and to see Jamie's embrace and just Heidi. Um, and I think Jamie is Mexican and I believe Heidi is Puerto Rican, but still like just to see their embrace of just like I just felt like the way Heidi ran up and just gave her a hug. And again, no game talk, no nothing. It was just like, I see you, sis. And I see somebody else like me on here. I don't know why it gave me goosebumps. Um, it was just like, I love that. Because again, we don't normally get to see. Um, we just don't normally get to see that. Um, another thing that I think if we talk so much about Carolyn's personality, I don't think, and again, I feel like in the last, first of all, I say, and again, I like a lot. So I'm apologizing, trying to, you know, take that out of my vocabulary. <laughs> However, we talk a lot about Carolyn's personality. In the last two episodes, I got to see, or we got to see a lot of Jamie's personality. And Jamie has a very 
uh, I'm about to mess up another word. Urgh. Disarming personality. Jamie is very bubbly, very like, I, there is something about a Jamie that I feel like in the last two episodes that I have seen and she is lovable, likable, bubbly, um, determined. And I just loved even like how Carson, Carson came into it. Carson was like brought into the match. You know, Webb, Josh got in and he was just like, I ain't no doctor. Uh, but JB came in like, ha! Like she just came in very warm and welcoming. So I um I liked how she entered into Sophie. Yeah, 100%. Um, wait, so that, this, just to settle the question, would you guys ever search a bag? Uh, every time I go on a trip with Wendell, I go through his bag. So yes, the answer is yes, I would search a bag. However, I would not make it, and I would do it privately. I would not, only like my number one would know, I would not do it in the form of which Danny did. And again, it worked out for Danny, but that is just something that they can use against you. Yeah. Agree. And if I'm going to go through a bag, Danny, I'm going to squeeze. I'm going like bend. I'm going to put my hand in a pocket. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd say yes. Yes to the searching bags thing, thing. I've never done it before, but I could see you wanting to, you or your allies to do it. But you can't use that as an as a 100% indicator whether or not they have an idol unless you see an idol in parchment in there. Yeah, true. And I agree with with Bryce where I, if you if too many people see it, even if they're like on your side, it still gives them something to hold over you. So um, it would be cool if you like hit if if you found a fake idol, fake parchment, whatever, bag. and hid the fake idol with the fake parchment in your bag. But I do think, though, I do think the rules of Survivor are that if you were to find anything like that, you can't touch it. You can't move it and you can't use it. You can't. No, it's the it's the the third rule. It's you can't steal it. It's not you yeah. can't touch it and move it. Not nah, I mean, touch you it, read it, look at it. Yeah, but it you out. can't move it from where you found it. I mean, you're probably right about that. Like you can't. That you would be like the, stealing it. Yeah. No, I, it, it would be if, to like like plant like a fake idol or something in someone's bag too. And no, but, you could do that. Yeah, but anyways, we head over to the immunity challenge where. Um, sort of a survivor classic they have to swim up to a platform and then jump off grab a key midair and then swim over to a balance beam and cross over that um and, and then this is on grab a key midair we'll get yeah. to that and then um then then they ended up having to solve like a manta ray uh jigsaw type of puzzle um soka ends up taking first place and Ratu ends up in second place in a pretty close finish with uh, Tika, even though Soka was pretty dominant first place finish. Um, but what did you guys think about this challenge? I mean, I, I think people struggled at sort of each phase, which was kind of interesting in the sense that like some people were good at grabbing the keys but struggled on the beam. Some people were good with the beam but couldn't grab the key. Like, what? what give me, give me the thoughts. First, I loved the. Brandon Cottom's dive, A plus. Josh's dive, A plus. Danny's somersault dive, A plus. I really loved their starting line string. We'll take it. Sure. I felt like it was very competitive. It was great. Um, 
And yeah, I, my question for everyone, or I had was talking to Wendell about this when Lauren, when she missed the the ball. Don't hold I, back. No, my question for you, Jack, mm-hmm. is do you think that it was better for her to then swim the distance, do the balance beam, um, or swim the distance, get over there and have Brandon swim all the way back? Or do you think it would have been worth her to swim back to the ladder, which she was close to, and try it again? Hold on, Jack, before you answer. If this isn't the most biased way of asking a question, huh? do you think when she gets into the water, she should swim all the way over and see Brandon and make him go all the way back? Or should she just swim right back and climb up and try it again? But I'm just asking. With that extremely biased question. That's not biased. Uh, with that extreme, we argued about this for at least 10 minutes. Well, with all that being said, I actually think sending back Brandon was probably the right call. Because, like, if. A, there's a few reasons. Like, A, if Lauren's already struggling to get it the first time, each time she goes back, she's going to be more and more tired. And so it's like, if she jumps again, her likelihood of her getting the key is probably lower. And then it's like, oh, well, do you send her back again? Or, like, she might never get it. So, A and B, she, if, if they had her planned to be a puzzle solver, which it looks like they did, you don't want her to get super tired to the point where she like crashes on the dock and like can't do the puzzle. So like, I don't actually mind just sending back Brandon um, because like it, it obviously is a long swim, but you kind of know you're going to get the key. And like when you're against the Tika or, or whatever too, where you know they might struggle in certain parts, I think playing it a little bit safer is probably the right move because you could send Lauren up. Like if Lauren had gone again and missed the key and then they were like, okay, she's tired. Like, we need to get her to the dock and send Brandon. All that time would have allowed Tika to win the challenge. Don't disagree. I just want to know your thoughts on it. I also want to know the rule as to why couldn't Kane immediately go and then Brandon swim back after. Like I didn't like the fact. I felt like it was it put them at a little bit more of a disadvantage. What do you mean? Like uh, because is it Kane, a, it, go ahead. Because Kane was still there. And then Jeff was like, nope, one of you guys have to go back and do it. I just thought like, okay, well, Kane is next. Kane should go. And then when Kane gets over there, then Brandon can swim back. And I don't know. No, one has to try it. I agree. I mean, I I see what you mean. I like, he's just saying because Brandon had to immediately go back rather than like Mm. Kane going and then Brandon Mm. back after. I think it's just like, because Lauren didn't finish it, they needed to send someone back like right away during her turn. Um, but I don't disagree with you that I think it's weird that, like, like I, if I was designing the challenge, I would probably say, like, the way you did it. But Right. And, again, kudos to Lauren uh, for immediately knowing, like, I that, that ain't my ministry. Oh, now it's kudos to Lauren. I, I, I just wanted to know, because if I were out there and I missed it, I probably would go three more times, because I just, maybe I would just want the airtime. Yeah. Uh, but, again... I think most people will probably try it again, but kudos to her to be like, listen, this ain't my ministry. Let me just go send Brandon back and Brandon to do it. Um, I had a, I thought of somebody doing their challenge that, um, I like, I wanted to run by you guys. Cause I don't even know if it would be like allowed per se, but basically, and I like, I don't know if they would like, cause for me, it's like, if you, it's better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. So I, if I wanted to, I might try this. And then, like, what are they going to say? Because they probably would. But my thought was, 
you know how all the keys were hanging on this like long bamboo pole? Where you just try to take them all down? Yeah, I was thinking just jump onto the pole, hold the pole, and just grab them all down. Um, you you go hold onto the pole like this, Jack? <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. But what, what would happen if you did? <laughs> like, <laughs> you would get yelled at. You would that there are some things when like they'll they'll just yell at you and he will Jeff will yell at you for that. You ain't holding on to the pole and trying to shake, shake. nah man. I, I I don't know if I would just because I didn't want to get yelled at, but I was but like, Jack, that- you're tall enough. You just need to go like this. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Do you think you could be allowed to grab two at the same time? That's and pretend like it's an about. accident. Now that I mean. Whoopsies. <laughs> I didn't know which one to grab. <laughs> I'm indecisive. <laughs> what, what if Jeff would make you then go back and hang it? Like you would have to run and hang it. That would be great, though. The, the grabbing two strategy, I think there's something to that. And I think that would make for... That's something like uh, Jonathan from uh, Mike and Jonathan. Jonathan could do that, you know? That, that would be fun to watch. You really? could do that too, Jack, because you're like... I think I could, but then there's also like, you'd feel like a genius if you made it happen, but if you somehow messed it up and had to go back, like that could be grounds to get voted out. So, yeah. right. Um, but, so, uh, can we uh, stay on Lauren for a second? So she misses the key and then in slow mo. Yeah. They, why they do that uh, like that? And mind you, they gave her the music like she was doing it at first, and then the music quickly switched when they went into slow-mo. Oh, she was like a foot away. I think she even tweeted, like, not the slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, and she got a, a nasty belly flop from, like, 10 feet up. Anyway. So, uh, what I thought was interesting after uh, the Green Tribe and the purple tribe win or no what when the green and orange tribes win i thought it was so interesting um how again when i talk about how much i love a jam jam because if we talk about like who was strong in this challenge and who wasn't strong like jam jam took a lot of time uh going across the balance beam right and if jam jam would have went across it the first time feasibly uh carolyn or who did the puzzle? Was it Carolyn and um and Josh or no or Josh and Sarah? Josh and Sarah. Feasibly, they could have won. I love how like when Jam Jam gets back to the when they get back, that's not even brought up. Like you know, like again, it it really just goes to show like how much of a powerful player uh jam jam is and we haven't really seen a player like jam jam before which is why i'm always so quick to kind of like dissect how he wields his power because again we get to see the the fun loving jam jam like you know laying out on the thing but like i noticed the little things that like how that wasn't even a topic or at least we didn't get to see a topic and for me it really goes to show how much she is running the Tika tribe. And again, even when Carson went over there and Carson was like, his plan was to kind of sort of push everything on to Jam Jam. I think even Brandon was like, yeah, we think Jam Jam running that show over there. And Carson was like, he is. So um, again, I just. Um, 
it's it's awesome to see how Jam Jam is playing the game. Yes. Like, again, we've never really seen uh, a player where we haven't had the opportunity to mm. see a bigger uh, gay man of color get to wield his power and be so lovable and fun. So it's like, I just love the archetype of a Jam Jam uh, because it just, for me, it's just very inspiring. A lot of the times, I said it again. A lot of the times when we get to see strong um, queer men, they're never really queer men of color. Um, and so just to see a player like Jam Jam, who is amazing, fun, and even a, a bigger person um, who doesn't give up in the challenges, who like I just I just find Jam Jam so interesting. And which is why I'm wearing my Jam Jam shirt today, because I just uh, he brings me a lot of joy, although Josh, my daughter, my son, I like brings me a lot of joy as well. But there are just uh, I just see a lot of things that I don't normally get to see in Survivor, which is why I just I'm loving the season. But that was all I wanted to see. Yeah, he was great. But at the same time, like Kane struggled on the beam for Raw too. So I think the beam was just tough for a few people. And like your point hands were like it didn't really come up about Jam Jam, but like the same thing could have been said for a few other players. Kane just needed his sword. Kane was just the knight of Kane was missing his yeah. sword. His balance uh, was off. He needed that sword uh, to to get through. Um, another thing that I think is so interesting about when we're back at Tinka, the Purple Tribe, is that again how perfect oh Carolyn's personality is. Right, like they're like Carolyn, we're going to say it's you, and she kind of sort of gets upset about it, but. Really, if she would have stuck with them, what she delivered to Josh was perfect in the sense of like believable, even though it was believable because she really felt some type of way. But like there are just so many things that I don't think that we as viewers or them on the Tinka tribe give Carolyn credit for. But I mean, she sold the story to Josh and maybe she sold it so much because she really was kind of sort of over it. Yeah. Are we looking at the winner? Carolyn? Potentially, I think Carolyn's own... I, listen, I would, I would get behind a Carolyn winner. Uh, I think the only thing that would stop Carolyn is Carolyn herself. It would be her emotions, and it would be her overthinking things, and it would be her not, what I feel like, believing that she actually can do it. Yes and yes and yes. Um, another thing is this whole tip with her and, and Jam Jam at, at Tribal. Is there something that we're not seeing in that maybe there's a, some kind of a communication thing between the two of them where she doesn't receive what he's saying properly always. Um, and so she might receive it differently and it might be a language barrier thing where he's trying to say something to her and it doesn't come across like that to her and she receives it differently. I don't know. I I could see that. I also could, I, I definitely think that it could be that. I also could see it as Jam Jam clearly is running the show and Jam Jam is doing a good job of bringing the like people along with him. I think that we just, we see it with the sticks. Like it's almost as if, in my opinion from the viewer, it's almost as if the tribe as a whole does not, take into consideration Carolyn's thoughts, her ideas. It's kind of like, girl, this the plan and go with it. And we know in Survivor, 
that doesn't work because then the person gets resentful. So I think that it's just a matter of them not incorporating Carolyn enough. It's almost as if like, they're like, you should be lucky that you hear girl. So just go with the plane. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely got a little bit cocky with that. And ultimately we see um, Carolyn end up in a swing position and Josh even discusses maybe playing the idol for her. Um, Cat. And yeah, we, I hope that was Cap because that would have been one of the worst moves in a minute. Could have been worse because it say in the well, I would just hope that he wasn't believing that because clearly, like you just have to know that you at the bottom. Yeah, he, at the know, end he of know the what he's doing. He was, yeah. he was playing. He was capping. Yeah, but so um, obviously Sarah and um, Jam 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 wanted to stay strong and get vote out Josh. Uh, but Carolyn ends up flipping and, and voting with Josh and he plays his idol and they vote out Sarah. Um, and there's a few layers to this that I want to talk about. Um, first, I kind of just want to talk about like, if you're in Josh's shoes and you have this idol and like based on the dynamics of this tribe, w- what do you think is the best way to go about this first vote out. Did he do it the best way possible? Are there other things he could have done? Is there anything he could have done with his idol to spice things up a little bit? Like, give me, give me the thoughts. As a, a, as, as a viewer, as someone that is sitting back and watching it, um, my only other thing could have been, he could have got out jam jam. Although I don't want to see it. But again, if as a viewer and I am seeing how powerful jam jam is, he could have took jam jam out. True. So that that's the one thing. But uh, no, I, I think that he I, I wouldn't I be leaving Jam Jam in was solid because he knows Jam Jam and Carolyn have like a conflict. So now he puts himself in a swing position. Right. I um. although I love my Josh, the one thing that I didn't like was, uh, I guess, during Tribal uh, was when he they were like having that conflict. Then Josh also was like, I'm glad that this is happening because it kind of sort of take like, I'm like, no, don't feed into any of that. Just be a spectator. Um, But also, I just feel like I know what it's like when you know that they coming for you and then it's, you know, balls to the wall, like let them know. Uh, So I thought that that I thought Josh played his idol well, which was play it because I was screaming on Twitter like play the idol. But then when he said to Carolyn, I'm going to play it for you, I had to then retweet my own tweet and say, for yourself, don't go out here. Yeah. Like, no, the goal of it is to make it to another day. Yeah. When? Um, I'm, I just, I, I want to watch more of Josh. I feel like he was, he's thrown into, he's thrown into this tribe. There's some internal chaos and he's like, all right, I got to play this for myself. And I just, there was once a time when I was like, he can win this game. And right now it just looks like he, he just needs to find, may I finish? Right now, to me, it just seems like he just needs to find his footing again. That's all. So yeah. play that idol. Sarah's out of there. New day. Now it's just the three of you. The whole, the whole power dynamic has now shifted. And we can see if it's the, the Josh and Carolyn against Jam Jam. We'll see if it's the Carol, Carolyn and Jam Jam versus Josh. We'll see how they now navigate with this small and uh, shaking up tribe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think Josh 
I was definitely worried about him a little bit, like during his time in this group pre-tribal. But I think the way he played it was solid. He put himself in a decent position uh, where he and Carolyn could ideally have the majority. Um, something I did think about when I was concerned for Josh about how he could use the idol. Um, now, I think it worked out well enough because he had Carolyn on his side. But my thinking was, um, and this is one of those like theoretical moves, but um, I, I, I was thinking, if, say he really thought he was on the bottom and like everyone was voting against him. I was thinking you could almost like pre-play your idol. Like say like, hey, I have my idol. I'm playing it tonight. Like go up and hand it to Jeff if you want. We've, we've actually seen him verify idols before in that way where people pre-play them. And then you say, okay, I'm playing my idol tonight. And then so it leaves the other three to turn on each other. And you could just be like, hey, you three have to vote for each other now. But like, come tell me who you want me to vote for. And like, mm. I'll vote with you. And then what I would do with that is, you know, most likely Jam Jam and Sarah would probably say like, hey, vote, vote Carolyn. And Carolyn would say, hey, vote for Sarah. I would just side with the person in the minority because then, you know, going back to camp, there's going to be a divide between the two that remain. And so. Obviously, he already had Carolyn, so he sort of accomplished that without having... And she was the minority. What? And she was the minority, right? Exactly. So he already accomplished that with sort of without, with sort of without the theatrics. But I was thinking if he really was in a, in a bad spot where no one wanted to vote with him, that's kind of the move I would, I would go for. That actually is uh, very, very smart. I, yeah. um, I really think that one of the things uh, that was a miss was Carolyn, uh, because again, she got upset with Jam Jam. And after she got upset with Jam Jam, uh, she decided to potentially like take him out. Um, after, hello. <laughs> I'm listening. Shut up. <laughs> after, I, I wish that because for me, when Jam Jam discovered that it was two votes against Sarah, Jam Jam face was like, oh, like that was a face of like, I never going to forget that. And I'm like, oh, Carolyn, like, I don't want like. And so I wish that she would have could have communicated with Josh um, that, listen. I'm going to still put votes on you, but play your idol so that like we can still have this undercover alliance because now for Carolyn, I don't think Jam Jam's ever going to forget that. And I feel like if and when a merge swap happens and if people are not feeling Carolyn, I don't think for a second that Jam Jam won't jump ship and get rid of Carolyn. So just for Carolyn's own protection, I wish that she would have just still voted with them and had Josh play his idol so that it wouldn't have been such a shocker to Jam Jam because Jam Jam, Jam Jam's face at that tribal. Yeah, yeah. that would have been a smart move. She wouldn't have shown her cards. She would have been like, hey, Josh, I'm with you. This is how, where the votes are going. Let me just vote against you here. You play your idol just so that Jam Jam doesn't get sh shaken. Yeah, I think that would have been smart. Right, but again, that's why... Like, fair, I, she knew Josh was, oh, I guess Josh did say he had an idol, so... Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with that. Um, but the, that's, that's why I say that, like, Carolyn could be the winner. She, like, she just has to own it. And I think that, you know, we get... We see a lot of her where it's like, she's like, my son said go out here. And it's like, I 
I can almost relate to her where you are playing the game, but you don't really feel like you're in the driver's seat. Like, I need Carolyn to know that you're a survivor. You out here killing it. X marks the spot and play. But again, sometimes we're our own worst enemies where we don't like trust ourselves or we don't like, you know, but like I'm rooting for uh, Carolyn, but I'm rooting for everybody. So uh, it was sad to see when our girl, Sarah. uh, And with that being said, something I wanted to touch on that was kind of obviously not that prevalent, but Sarah did have a fake idol that she went home with, but obviously she thought it was real. And I I just wanted to call out, like, I think, uh, of course, it doesn't really matter because it was fake, but I think her not playing it is actually just a terrible move. Like, of course, we know it's easier to say that given the fact she went home. But it's like when you vote for when you when your vote was on Josh, when you and Jam Jam's vote was on Josh and he plays an idol. Obviously, he and if he's playing an idol, presumably he's not like all on board with your plan to vote for Carolyn still. Right. Like if, if he's playing his idol, he knows he can make his own move. So that leaves you as one of, I mean, at most you're one of three options that will blatantly be going home. So, and, and more likely. So and prior five- is you, because you know, with Carson, he switched on you and it was Carson, Carolyn and jam jam. So even more, the reasons yeah. are to cut you off, yeah. but like, but exactly. So it's like, when your target that you voted for plays an idol and you're one of like a couple options and honestly thinking like uh, it's easier said, like it's easier to say having seen it, but it's like, why would Josh really vote for Carolyn if he's playing his idol? That makes you and Jam Jam the primary targets. Why would you not just play your idol? Of course it wasn't real. It doesn't actually matter. But if it was a real idol, like Sarah thought it was strategically speaking, I think you have to play it. Especially yeah. with the merge so close. It's like, you, just yeah. get there, you know? Just get, instead of being, instead of struggling on a three, four person tribe or three person tribe, just make sure you're in the merge and like things will reset. And to deprive us viewers of that end I hoop moment yeah. that is fake. Cause I'm waiting for that. Cause I'm waiting for the moment that somebody played that idol and Jeff says that it's fake. I am waiting for the, may- the mayhem in that tribal to ensue. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. But it was uh, sad to see our girl Sarah go home. Yeah. It was. Four straight, like, mid-20s women. I bet Ponderosa was pretty lit. (laughs) Probably. Do we have any, um, do we have any thoughts about that? Another woman going home? I mean, it kind of just emphasizes what we talked about last week and, like, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like, not not happy to see the trend continue, but I'm not surprised Sarah went home kind of around this time just based on her time in the game, like, going to a lot of tribals and just sort of her position. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's it's definitely pretty crazy that even outside of, like, the the, the trend of women, just the fact that, like, Maddie, Helen, Claire, Sarah – are like all the same age basically too. So yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And also interesting to, to know that like especially with this vote, it really two people only made this decision. Yeah. 
And theoretically, it could have been made by just Josh. Just like, Josh. And theoretically, if it wasn't her, then it would have been Josh. Uh, and again, he could have potentially been the first male eliminated. So, I mean, there's so much. Yeah, but yeah it, it is. Some of it comes down to like coincidence and circumstance. But that, I mean, of course, it still factors into the overall trend, you know? Yeah. Do we have, um, who does it look like is going to win this game? Do we have any, like, Still too close to call. I think uh, I think after we get the merge and uh, after the first merge boot. Okay. I, I think we will be able, because uh, again, I, I see a lot of people that I like on each tribe, but now I need to see what the dynamic is, what the dichotomy of how it is that I just, that word just sounds so nice. Uh, what the dichotomy Say that again. We had to guess. Should we lock in a guess? I don't know. It's too soon. Right? I just... Out, was, just no, it's just a guess. While we were talking, I wrote down... Oh, that's what you was doing? Hold on. Let me go back in my phone. While we were talking, I wrote down Danny, Franny, and Carolyn. Oh. If y'all don't join me again right now. So, while... Go. You guys were talking and I was listening. I actually wrote down uh, Heidi, Jam Jam, and Brandon. God, um, if he wins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, a Brandon win. But uh, why, you, why you don't see a Brandon win? I mean, we just haven't seen that much from him in the sense of like. How much did you see a Gabler at this point? A good amount. <laughs> But I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess, yeah, I've been wrong before. <laughs> uh, I mean, Brandon just like really struggled in the first episode, honestly, in my opinion. And he rebounded. Like, sort of. We haven't at, seen him go back. So at this point in the game, Chris Underwood was eliminated. And, also, and just th- this, this day and age, it's so hard for like such a big, visible, like oh. threat to, to really navigate, you know? Oh, I, I got it. Like, what's the last time we had like, so, like someone of that level level of athleticism win, Adam Klein, <laughs> and that was ten years ago. <laughs> that was almost back when in in Bryce's era. Okay, don't do that. Okay, and also, <laughs> this, now this is random of a random of a random. Uh, I just reread a group message that you wrote, Wendell, that I like completely missed over but <laughs> not you gonna put season one Bryce <laughs> oh what <laughs> it was something in a group message where there was a whole bunch of survivors and you're like it's so good for all of us to be here we've got and you started m- mentioning all of the people and then you was like we've got Bryce from season one <laughs> sounds about right mm-hmm. don't do that but listen, guys, uh, this was an amazing episode. Jack has a leg to break, and we will be back covering Survivor News. Whoa, 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 whoa. I actually, <clears throat> have, no, so we, we all have time for karaoke today. Uh, Damn it. Uh, oh, I was ready to go. No give karaoke. Me, give me one. Give me one. <clears throat> My whole life has changed. Since, Since you came, came in, in, I knew I right then, then you, you were, were the 
Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. <laughs> uh, I guess that because I know Wendell tagged me in something with the Destiny's Child. Song. That was me. That was no, 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 no. Okay, wait. Here's another one, real quick, Jack. <clears throat> you thought I was feeling you. That man's a munch. munch? Ice spice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a munch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, everyone wish Jackery good luck. And if uh, you can wish him in person, we'll be in Seattle next week. Tickets are available. Bryce and Wynn present on Instagram, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Boston, Philadelphia, Eesh. Brooklyn. This has Eesh. been your Survivor That's News. <gasps> Jack, if that chair were to fall right now, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> And that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News of Breakdown of Episode 4. Don't forget, you can watch this audio podcast on YouTube. Head over to YouTube, type in Bryce Isaiah, subscribe, give that video a thumbs up, and let us know in the comments what you think. And as always, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. We'll see you next week in Seattle. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that it's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.